I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day and welcome to the Farms Vice podcast with your host, Jack Creswell. Whether you farm it, service it, or just love it. This podcast is for you. We'll bring you the techniques and technologies you can implement into your day straight from the leaders and innovators themselves. Spread the farm's advice so that we can reach more farmers right across Australia. Follow us on all of your socials at Farm's Advice and let's get into this episode. This week we kick off the OptiWay series connecting data and productivity to the operations right across Australia. And starting with cattle enterprises, you'll hear from a plethora of exciting and early adopters in ag tech technology and see how they're utilising OptiWay today. But we'll let the episodes talk for themselves and here we'll have Bill Mitchell on the very first one. A very exciting episode and series in front of us for the listeners, but also for myself as a farmer as well. And Bill behind the audio is also a farmer, but he's got some pretty exciting technology going out in the paddock for farmers across Across Australia and maybe one day across the globe as well. Bill, welcome to today's episode and also thanks for coming on and supporting the podcast through your series. Thanks very much, Jack. Pleasure to be back with you. We've really enjoyed listening to your podcasts and, and seeing Farms Advice grow. Well done. Congratulations on so many episodes and so many listeners. Just just shows what a great job you're doing. And and I think, you know, we share a pretty common theme about improving farm productivity through through better better information and data. So exactly. pleasure to be here. This series is all about connecting data and the productivity of farmers, starting off with cattle farmers and see how it plays out further afield um, in the future for what OptiWay is. But before we get stuck in, tell us a little bit about your role and in 60 seconds, what's the OptiWay? Uh, so so OptiWay is a, a system that'll weigh the cattle in the paddock by themselves. So you, you drop it in the paddock Cattle, cattle get attracted by having a lick block in there. They put their front feet on a platform, get a weight, and can send up to the cloud and back to your phone. Beauty. And then around 60 seconds as well, who's Bill Mitchell and how did you actually get to OptiWay? What was the problem you were trying to solve for yourself? 
so so um i'm a, I'm a farmer i'm a I grew up on a farm locally in the, in the Northern Tablelands area. I, um, I spent some time away at uni and, and working and came back to the farm and had a problem that, that I just wanted to be able to, cattle weights are our, what drives our business. And, and I wanted to be able to get weights while they were in the paddock and have real time information about weight gain of animals. And I stumbled across a solution and, and luckily it works. Absolutely. And just sort of limiting the amount of time that we have in the yard. Being in the yard is great. We love dealing with our cattle, but probably reducing that is probably a highlight for yourself and other farmers that are actually using the Optiway system currently. Yeah, and it, it wasn't only, we were spending too much time in the yards, but it wasn't only that. It was, it was you could never get enough information. A dairy, it's a bit like a dairy farmer knows what's going on because he knows how much milk each cow is producing every morning. And we've just never had that real-time information in beef before. Yeah, exactly. And I think farmers throughout the, these last few years anyway, in the few years to come will be data is key and really playing a role in how farmers tell their story. Um, and that first initial collection of data and how that can actually work out to the outside sort of value um, for the customers, consumers, but also for the farmers and the services that interact with these farms. Um, going to be pretty important later on and we'll get into the sort of outside value of what OptiWay brings to the table as well but let's go back and look at the traditional types of weighing in in the yards weighing versus in paddock weighing and what sort of differences you're you've seen and advantages um, from moving away from bringing the cattle in each time no matter how sort of big the property is yeah look um Obviously, weighing in the yards is great. You capture every animal, um, but it, it's pretty time consuming. And it's also, it, it costs, yeah, there, there's definitely a weight loss element to it with the stock, even if they're not part of the yards. Um, the walkover weighing was kind of where, where the idea came from because that, that just opened my eyes to the idea that, yeah, maybe you could get weights out of the paddock. Um, and OptiWay was, was really just a case of trying to say, well, Walkover weighing is fine, but how can you do it without having to set up a whole lot of infrastructure? And you know, quite fortuitously, we just found that they, the cattle had happily put their front feet on a platform and that there was a, an extremely good correlation between the front feet weight and the whole body weight. So when you initially started to look at different ways of how to do it, did you go full four feet um, in trials and testing and just to see how it would work or and also how... How does the algorithm work? Because there was a couple of interesting questions we got out of that Dubbo event that you were at as well, um, just to see, because maybe farmers, like only two feet, how's that going to work and how can it possibly be close to what we're doing in the yards? Yeah, well, we tried to get four feet first, but I kind of had the idea that, that you know, sitting in a paddock in a Toyota and the cattle all standing around there, that, that if you put something they wanted to get at, in front of them and you made them stand on the platform to get at it, they possibly would. But what I found was that they wouldn't commit to a full length platform with all four feet, happily put their front two feet on. And then the algorithm for the two feet was just a case of, we, we did it thousands of times. We just, or with thousands of animals, we, we got paddock weights and we mustered them, took them to the yards and weighed them. And we did that over and over again on our farm. Whenever we were going to weigh cattle, we'd put a the early version of the paddock weigher, we called it. We'd 
rough looking thing that was home welded. We put it in the paddock and we get the front feet weights and then we get the whole body weights. And then we, we extended that to some trials on some other farms in Queensland and around New South Wales. Yeah, and like a lot of sort of other technology out there, trialling plays an important role. And without that, how did you see that aspect of putting it all together, the pieces, different farms, um, as well having some input into how well it can run? Yeah, so, so we just, we did a lot at home. We got it to a certain stage at home. And then we, we said, well, that's fine. It works in, a, in this environment. But then, of course, with, with any trial work, you've got to then extend it to across a whole different range of environments, different types of cattle, and, and essentially repeat your experiment and make sure that, that it holds true. Or, or if it doesn't, then what adjustments need to be made for different situations? And so we just, it was, I mean, it was years, years worth of work getting all that done. Yeah, I think the years before your experience on a farm, it may not have happened if it was, wasn't was a farmer inventing the idea and how that can really work. Um, quite the initiative to sort of use two feet up on a platform and a bit of a wow factor there for farmers um, to be able to utilise that in the paddock for themselves. But that outside value, it was conveyed a little bit at the event in Dubbo, but tell the listeners about what those sort of outside values are and how farmers can actually benefit their grass management um, all the way through to reducing, losing weight on your cattle and just seeing how that you can better use your data um, to improve your own productivity. Yeah, it's been a really interesting journey, Jack, because our our initial thing was we mainly wanted to know with cattle that were coming up to be approaching sale weight, we wanted to know when they were ready, when to book them in, how many to book them in, that sort of thing. And that's what sells a lot of the OptiWay units initially is that it's just managing exits, getting, getting the sale weight spot on, particularly in an environment where there's big discounts for overweights in feeder cattle and 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 tra- trading margins have been well cattle prices have been high trading margins have been under under pressure so getting getting your weights exactly right on exit was really important and the ways have done a great job at that but but on our own farm and, and on a lot of customers farms we then found this transition into going oh hang on this inf- i can do a lot more with this information i can actually um look at weight gains over the lifetime of a mob of animals. And I can identify periods where they're not doing what they should be doing, where where maybe there's a, you know, we've had situations where worm animal health issues have been identified. Um, We rarely see a situation where cattle just go up at a kilo a day or 0.8 of a kilo a day. There's always, there's always spots in there where they go sideways or down and, and picking up those, situations early means that you can do something about it and that turns into a big difference in weight gain at the end of the year um and so that's been the the kind of the second iteration of use yep and then the third is where you, you go on is an extension of that even further and you go on, well okay now hang on now i can compare different parts of the property different pasture species different feed regimes and, and look at my year-round total weight gain performance and, and take action then to improve the productivity of my whole farm. Yeah, I think it goes back to 
the trends of what the data is going to sort of read back for you. The more you use it, the more you'll be able to see um, as a farmer. But for those weights, the obvious reasons of getting OptiWay and just turning cattle off at the right weight, do you think that works quite well when we have these contracts in place as farmers and we're needing to get them to those weights and we don't want them over, we don't want them under um, for them to be able to go to market? Oh, yeah, particularly well for those, and particularly if there's a contract in place or a weight gain, even, even things like adjustment based on weight gain, being paid on weight gain. Um, some of those arrangements, I mean, oh, yeah, they're absolutely critical. It's almost critical you've got an opti way in if, if you're doing one of those because invariably people don't find out something's wrong until it's too late. So are people actually measuring on adjustment sort of ways are people measuring the cost per the weight gained on the animal? Yeah, and, and a lot of people are paid on on cents per kilo of weight gain these days. So, and and some arrangements they're paid up front, and it's really important to know that the the gain is what it's expected to be, or, or if it's not, then why and do something about it early. Yes, especially when you're sending to adjustment that really good land and you want to get the most value both as the gister and gistee. Um, that's a new one for me. I didn't even think about how that would play a role in what would happen, but a couple of graphs that you had shared before um, keep relating back to the event, but that's where a lot of the good information came from. Um, quite surprising sort of decisions that you can make off the back of what's happening and from your cattle increasing weight, but also your cattle decreasing weight what sort of decisions have you made on your own farm um, on that within the paddock maybe it's not doing as well you move them on or you add a different supplement that they're needing at that time maybe it's going through winter different seasonal aspects yeah look um things such as uh managing rotations so so how long a cattle are in a paddock for and and particularly on a long rotation um you can do that um, but a lot around grass varieties and, and pasture species. And instead of just looking at the cattle and or looking at the paddock and, and making an assumption about how the cattle are doing, actually, actually having the figures in front of you is, is just enormously powerful. And, and looking at a paddock and, or a whole block of the place and knowing that the cattle are still performing on it, even though you might look at it and say, "Oh no, we need to, you know, we need to spray that out and resow it," that's a, you know, it's a six-figure decision, and and yeah, with a a relatively compared to that relatively inexpensive bit of gear, you can you've got an enormous amount of information that goes into that to help make that decision. And how are farmers actually translating this information into something that they can use? Like we love data, and being able to read it as a farmer, we're not like we don't have the best time management or we're trying to improve our time. How can we best read this data without being confused by numbers and figures and how is it fed back best for farmers? Yeah, that, look, that's our job ultimately, Jack, as OptiWay. And we spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of time working on that. And I would, I, I certainly wouldn't say we've got it right, but it's, it's a work in progress and it, it just comes down to us making it simple Yep. understanding what people are looking to get out of their machine and, and presenting that information back so they can, but, you know, they've got to be able to get the information at a glance. 
yeah is what it comes down to um and and it, we see that as our job to make that happen i think for piece of equipment like this physical out in the paddock um, it's actually reducing the sort of decisions that we need to make we've got the facts and figures in the data sets that's provided um coming back whether you report on it daily i've actually got the inside scoop of having done a few of the other episodes coming on to this series before this one. Um, and they're actually reading it quite frequently every day. They get sent the information and making decisions off that just to see what the trends are, especially for the traders to see how important that is for them and their livelihoods and keeping their cattle in the best sort of condition that they can in, I suppose, any sort of circumstance, whether we're going through drought or we're in a pretty good year at the moment um, as well, it's pretty vital. Vitally important to know what's going on. Oh, yeah. And I suppose, look, to our support desk, the most pro- common question that comes in is, is could you check my cat OptiWay? Because it says my cattle aren't gaining weight, but they're on really good feed. And invariably, there's a reason behind that. And, and the amount of time it happens is, is, is quite amazing, really. And whether it's an animal health issue or to, to time taken to adjust to the new feed or the or the feed looks really good but it's actually um too high in protein too low in energy or something like that um it's it's really fascinating and so people are able to yeah it's a big issue if you've spent a lot of money growing a really good feed and and the stock aren't gaining weight on it yeah i think that those sort of decisions especially if you bought some i don't know for us coastal cattle or cattle from up north they're coming down to different conditions um, if they were to come to the Central West for us um, and just being able to sort of determine what that is and how long they've been not in the best sort of condition, then you can move them on, look to utilise different supplements as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is it a supplement? Is it animal health? Is it just that they they need time to adjust? Um, is, is, it, is it putting some additional feed in with them of some sort? Absolutely. And on a series without that, we would... We've got some great operators coming on after this episode and next week we'll have the Emily Perkins coming on. But do you want to tell us a little bit about who else we'll be hearing on the podcast? Yeah, Jack, so, so I think we've we got a really great mix. I, well, I think yeah, we've got a terrific bunch of clients. Um, and in this mix that we've picked out, we've got, um, yeah, we've got a, uh, a local guy up here, Simon Wright, who runs a breeding operation um uh, down to a stud operation julian carroll in victoria um you mentioned emily with a, an adjustment backgrounding yep. type operation um justin amy dickens with their speckle parks and and some angus traders um and and nikki henderson who's who's got a nutrition background as as well as a uh, on a production farm and and simon Matier from from the southern slopes of New South Wales with a production system. So it's a really good mix of enterprises and locations and people. So just really looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And having had already the conversation with two of them, um, getting some good inside scoop there and how they run their op- operations is very different. And Emily coming on next week, having that adjustment sort of focus and how important it was for her, her adjustment's probably five hours away from her. Um, and that data being fed back, they don't actually have to travel 
all the way just to get them into the yards to see how much they weigh to see if they're ready to move them on it's just a different sort of aspect that i initially didn't think optiway would be used for um or if it'd be good for adjustment and how that plays out yeah absolutely and for yourself let's let's dive in to see like what sort of difficulties you had um coming up as a sort of farmpreneur having optiway as well i love to jump in i love to see the value of what you can do for the farmers but also starting up as a startup sort of ag tech company it's not always the easiest thing and a few challenges in the road for you what sort of challenges did you have coming along and what sort of initiatives have you found off the back of those um oh look the main challenge was uh, was that everybody thought i was mad and it was like this kiwi guy said to me say you're trying to tell me to trust you, but you, you think you can you can weigh a mob by only weighing part of the animals and part of the mob. Yeah. And 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 so that there's some pretty big barriers. It, it's a really um I don't know, there's there's terms for it, but it's a it's a kind of tech that's quite it's quite out there because it's it's quite counterintuitive that it the idea that it would be accurate. Yeah. Um so breaking down that barrier and then Finding finding people and or enough people who are prepared to to you know, open their wallets and and commit to buying a unit um, because yeah we had to demonstrate yeah we had to demonstrate that it actually worked and just utilizing connections and and finding people who are prepared to give it a go and and we we're just fortunate that there were some some people who I knew or I came to knew. Who, who just fundamentally believed in the idea and were, were good enough to give it a go that, that allowed us to get rolling. Yeah, I think that's all you need and providing that value off the back of that for ag tech. Farmers don't really see that value until it's working on their own farm, do they? Um, you'd know that as a farmer, but also as the ag tech founder of OptiWay and how that's played out. How important are these early adopters for ag tech? I think early adopters for ag tech are absolutely critical um, because farmers are, are really good at making investment decisions around capital and, and equipment because yep. at the end of the day, every farm and our farms are different. There's a never ending list of things that you can buy for the farm. So when you pop up with a, a new piece of ag tech, it's, you know, it's no good to say that it's going to save you a few hours or it's going to save you a couple of dollars or it'll give you a, a 20% return per animal or something. It's got to be a lot more compelling than that. And you need early adopters who, who understand that, who, who are then prepared to commit and, and then um, tell other people about it and say that, yes, it does actually do what it says it's going to do. Yeah. Um, pull me up if I'm wrong, but you've got over 150 units out and about at the moment. About 300, yeah. 300, doubled. Yeah. I thought it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. So. so where have they gone? They're all predominantly East Coast or how are we going with that? They pretty much, if you drew a map with the cattle densities in Australia, they're pretty much, they pretty much map it, match yeah. it. So they're yeah. right around Australia. Um, but there's there's more from sort of central Queensland, central highlands in Queensland, down through the through the northern part of New South Wales, and and down to southern New South Wales is is the where all the cattle are is is where the optiways are concentrated. 
Yeah, so a few over in WA, a few in the Territory, three in New Zealand, um, one in Canada, and three about to go on a boat to Uruguay. We have gone global. That was going to be one of the next questions. <laughs> so that's already answered. But for yourself, how important is it to get that information from different sort of areas? It's pretty cool to see that where the cattle density is, OptiWay is, um, and how important that can play a role in improving agriculture, but also having that farm gate value. Um, we're all looking to get to 100 billion. I think we're at 83 billion was the last I saw reported. Uh, we might even get there a little bit earlier with the help of OptiWay. But how important is that for you to have OptiWay in these different sort of geographic locations? Yeah, very important, Jack. I think, and I think um, as we get more and more units about, the, the value that we're going to be able to generate by understanding the drivers of weight gain, yep. whether ge geographic or um, environmental and, and nutrition-wise, just that ability to have that real-time weight gain information that's all coming into a central point from, from all around Australia is going to unlock enormous secrets around livestock production, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And for those 300 that have purchased an OptiWay machine, um, do you call it machine or what do you call it? No, oh, an OptiWay. An OptiWay will go with that. Yeah, for those people, we're moving sort of past into the mass four cattle industry. We'll see a bit of a trend coming through with these other speakers on this series. But who is this for and like what sort of farmers can actually utilise OptiWay currently? Because um, a lot of farmers, we maybe it's for people with cattle with 2,000 head or plus. Um, who's actually using it currently and what's the sort of scenario that you see plays out? The, um, the most common purchase is somebody who's, who's got a, enough, enough cattle to be a, a full-time enterprise. Um, yeah, it's not a, not a part-time business. It's a full-time business. And as, as long as they've got enough cattle for that. Um, and, and typically somebody who's a, more a family farm than a, than a corporate. Well, we've got some corporates, but, but the family farmer who's, who's making the decisions and who can make decisions quickly in regard to investing in technology. Um, mainly people who have production cattle where they're, they're worried about weight gain. So they're, they're not selling weaners, mostly not breeders who are selling weaners, more people who are selling feedlot cattle or, or kill cattle. It's interesting that you say um, about corporates, but yeah, as you say, individuals can move a little bit quicker. As an independent podcast, I think I can move a bit quicker than some of the big guns. Um, but how do you see that play out for corporate side of the world? They want to be probably as efficient as family farms or even more efficient just to make their books look good and have better income and revenue. Do you see that playing a big role for OptiWave for improvements within Australian agriculture? Oh, absolutely, Jack. Um, but it's just the the tiers of, yep. of sign-offs that you've got to go through. Um, you've got to get a number of levels of hierarchy to to accept that weighing only part of the mob and part of the animal is good enough. The farm manager probably wants to get it on, but he's too busy in the yards. He can't get it get it up to top management. Yeah, yeah. So, and sometimes it comes from the bottom, and sometimes it comes from the top. It's it's quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, for yourself, Bill five to 10 years, where's OptiWay going to be? Um, and what sort of exciting sort of avenues do you have coming up? 
Oh, look, Jack, we we um we obviously, as I said, we we're starting to sell a few globally. Um, we'd love to be doing more of that, Australian made, Australian exports. Yep. Uh, we've we've got a sheep unit that we're working on. Um, it's taking longer than we'd hoped, but but it's pretty exciting. Um, and and I just I'd like to think that that there's yeah lots of lots of units out there um, with with happy customers, but but also generating information that's that's going to going to drive yeah opportunity a, yeah. a lot of opportunity and productivity gains yeah we had um i had a conversation with simon and that conversation being a bit cheeky hearing it before this episode goes out but he's only had it for less than 12 months and the ability and trends that he's able to see for his own place um was just second to done within that 12 months so imagine these trends that We'll see after five years of ownership of an OptiWay how that can play out and maybe the adaptions that happen with OptiWay as all good ag techs are, they're always constantly improving. Um, how do you see that playing out for farmers, utilising it for this sort of long-term basis? Oh, yeah, look, we, we um, I think there's going to be enormous things that, that and, and we're going to learn these things from our customers. Um, one, of the th- one of the things we do very intentionally is, keep a very close relationship with people and, and we deal direct and with our customers and get to know them because they're the guys who guys and girls who do tell us what we need to know and how we need to develop the product further because um, at the end of the day that's our that's our product development team it's our customers yep beautiful and pretty pretty keen to hear about this sheep version coming up as sheep producers ourselves we've got a few cattle um, but it's a bit here and there when we've got them or whatever. We used to have a good breeding mob, um, but we sold them due to the drought um, in the earlier years. But Bill, for yourself, what would be your sort of number one piece of farms advice you'd like to pass on to anyone sick of weighing in the yards and having to do too much for the $10, $20 jobs? I mean, we can sort of focus on, as farmers, on these $200,000 an hour jobs. Um, I think farmers are getting more more savvy with their time or knowing how much it costs. They don't want to be doing the lesser paid jobs when they don't have to, especially when ag tech can take a role in this. We don't actually have a person out there with their, with their board out there writing down the data, how much they weigh, what can we actually take away from this as a farmer? I think to take away the opportunities that data presents to, to increase productivity on your farm. Um, that's, that's my takeaway. It's, it's capture data and and look, look to use that data to answer questions you might have about how at the end of the day, how to, how to generate more income for the farm. That's, that's where a huge opportunity lies and it lies from capturing data and analyzing that data. And I, I know as farmers, we're not, we're kind of not tuned to that sort of thing generally. Um, being being more of a hands-on breed, yep. but the data's to me the data is the key to, to unlocking that those big productivity gains. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, as a farmer, if you haven't done too much work with your hands, you feel a bit lost during the week and farmers just sort of want that physical aspect of what farming is, but also on the other side of that, moving away from that and trying to work a little bit smarter and not as hard as we have in the past um, and just let that data do the talking for us. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be complex. 
If you can drive a spreadsheet, you can do it. Yep, absolutely. Well, Bill, pretty keen to get this series underway and excited to have you on part in partnership with the Farms Vice podcast. And just that support um, goes a long way in helping us grow. But also for yourself, can't wait to see where the next machine, 301 machine, goes out to and see where that can lead us. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, that one will be that one will go out the door here in the next couple of weeks. So that's pretty exciting for us too. And um, and as, yeah, as, as I said before, it's an absolute pleasure to partner you with this. And we're really uh, really proud of what you're doing for all of us. Absolutely. But before you go, I just forgot. Um, run me through quickly how it works. Um, the machine, the cattle going into it, and the different sort of ways that you can change it around. I forgot to add um, that into it before. So um, the, the key to getting the cattle into it is a lick tub up the front of the, of the machine. So if, if you like, it's like a half, half cattle crush almost yep. um, with a lick tub up the front and a tag reader where you'd expect it to be on the right-hand side. And the key to getting the cattle in there is just having something delicious. Um, and that can change from place to place and from mob to mob. Um, we've spent a lot of time, we've developed a, a lick that seems to work everywhere really well. Um, sprinkle a bit of that on the platform, even put a, a bit of a chips of a block on the platform so they go, oh, there, this is tasty in here. That's that's really all there is to it, Jack. Other than that, it's just switch it on, uh, get on your phone and start a new weighing session. Yeah, it's not hard to get some cattle up there, especially when you've got a nice lick for them to devour, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the key to it. And as long as you get the lick right, you'll you'll get weights from 20 to 50 different animals a day. Yep. Beautiful. Well, Bill, for anyone else wanting to get their two feet up on the scales and see how it can work for their own farm, what's the best way of contacting you and the team and even seeing the machine in in person as well? Uh, well, just Google OptiWay. Jack is the best thing, and, um, and we should come straight up at the top. Um, and we're on socials, all the different socials, all, all under OptiWay. Um, we're in Armidale, we love having visitors, but but of course there's there's lots of units dotted all around Australia. So chances are there's one not far away that we could point people to as well. Yep, beautiful. I'll add all of these links into the show notes so you can find where OptiWay is and maybe get your two feet up on the scales as well. Well, Bill, thank you very much for coming onto this podcast. Excited to get this series underway and see where it takes us. Thanks, Jack. Pleasure to be back. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice Podcast. It is produced by Advert Your Eyes Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the Farms Advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 